This week's three topics. The metaverse is here. What is it and why every brand needs to care? Is the British government influencing behavior by using sensitive data? And Facebook on your face. Ray-Bans and Facebook partner together to bring the first pair of smart sunglasses. The date is Sunday, January 16th, 2022. The time is 3.30 in the afternoon. And you're listening to episode number 15 of this podcast but episode number one of The Communication Strategist. You're listening to The Communication Strategist, covering the strategies and tactics of organizational communication. This is the place for a quick weekly download of news, tips, and information to help you plan, prepare, execute, and assess your organization's communication strategy. Now, here's your host, Mike Nicholson. Okay, good Sunday afternoon to everyone out there and Happy New Year. It's been a few weeks since my last recording and I've made some changes. So most notably is I just did a name change with my website over the holiday period and I'm and following up and changing the name of the podcast here. So 46alpha.com was my website before. That is the military occupational specialty, MOS of a, a public affairs officer. And for almost my entire time in the military, I had the, the URL and the handle 46alpha on most of my social media sites. So I'm, I'm no longer active duty. And as I continue to publish non-military related content, and the search engines continue to crawl. The, the name became more and more linked to my site and less to the actual job in the military. So I felt kind of a little bad about that. So, and additionally, my, my content back when I started was, you know, heavily slanted towards government, military communications, uh, but, you know, not so much anymore. So it was time to change things up a little bit. Um, so my website is now at www.comstrategy.co, uh, the communication strategy company, and all the pages from my old URL just now redirect to uh, the new URL. Um, I, I thought it'd be a much harder process, but I use Flywheel for my web hosting, and it was actually pretty easy. Um, I, I changed the URL, and, and they did the rest, so... I followed suit with the name change here, and this is now the communication strategist. Uh, I think both both names are probably a little more accurate as to what my interests are and and probably communicate better what the website and this this podcast are about. You know, as an example, as an example, I was asked, you know, if communicate for effect was related to public speaking, and you know, I, I could kind of see that how it could be interpreted that so now I'm, I'm not going to remember them uh start off with number one or anything i'll just keep it going this is this is number 15. Um, i also know that i'll have some additional tweaks to the podcast down the road as i continue to, to kind of get more reps in uh, some tweaks are planned you know already planned for later and some i assume will be through just lessons learned via the process and and repetition so with that, let's get into the actual topics for today. Joan Westenberg, the founder and CEO of Studio Self, writes an article in Inc.com titled, The Metaverse is Here, What Is It and Why Every Brand Needs to Care? 
She writes that the term metaverse was coined by Neil Stevenson in his 92 novel Snow Crash. And in that story, humans are represented as avatars interacting with each other in, you know, three-dimensional virtual space. You know, to, to me, this is the the book and the movie Ready Player One came out a few years ago. Uh, but she said it's not just about wearing a, a VR headset. The metaverse is the experience of choosing and owning a digital avatar, creating your own original work, finding a connection in virtual experiences, and having the emotional value of your online experience be equal to your offline experience. So she says it's being able to value digital goods in the digital world on par with that of the physical world. Um, there's already blurring between the digital world and the physical world, you know, gaming, lending money, e-commerce, and NFTs, where you have virtual positions and take ownership of an item, you know, in a virtual world. She cites platforms like Discord, which is a chat and gaming app. Uh, they're becoming a part of the metaverse. I, I know Discord because my kids, they're on Discord. Uh Discord is providing the environment, but it's not just for gamers really anymore. It's it's entertainment, socializing, um, and having spent the last you know one two years in a COVID environment, um, I was glad that both my kids had platforms like Discord to keep you know socializing with peers, even if it wasn't in a, a physical space. Uh, also that isn't the first time I've heard claims that the metaverse is the next big thing. So some of you may remember when Second Life was the next big thing. Uh, Second Life started in the early 2000 and and had some momentum, but it ultimately, you know, kind of faded. Uh, so what is the the so what for brands and organizations? What what she says is it's an opportunity to capitalize on the emerging cultural shift by creating and producing content in the metaverse. You know, it's a way to reach customers and audiences. All of the arguments I'm hearing right now for the metaverse I've heard before, kind of in the early 2000s when, when Second Life started. Now, does that mean you should disregard all the current metaverse hype? You know, probably not. Um, the differences between 2003 and 2021 are, are pretty significant. You know, computing power, advances of the internet, have made the possibility of, you know, metaverses much more likely. Um, in, in the movie Ready Player One, there was one metaverse called the Oasis. Uh, so right now, at this very early stage, every company wants to be the Oasis, and nobody knows who the winner or winners will be. So she writes that you need to prepare for that future. I think if businesses and organizations looking to engage in the metaverse, you should start by identifying the different ones that are out there, figure out how they work, what type of people they attract, and what the long-term prospects are for that particular metaverse. Um, it, it's always good if you're able to, to get into a platform early enough to capitalize on, on being one of the early adopters. Uh, you know, but like I said, right now, we, we don't know where the next big thing is going to be. Um, it, it may be a little easier to jump into multiple platforms if you're a large organization with a, a lot of resources, but but you know maybe not so easy if you're a small organization or a, a single individual. So if you're a small organization or a single individual at this point, you know I'd recommend just kind of keeping your eye on this technology. Some of these platforms 
and you know wait for the right opportunity to present itself. An article in The Guardian talks about how British national and local governments are using targeted ads on search engines and social media to, quote, nudge behavior. What they call sensitive data is really the same data that that digital marketers use to target their products to a specific audience. It says, you know, a new form of influence government, you know, which uses sensitive personal data to craft campaigns aimed at altering behavior has been supercharged by the rise of big tech firms. Examples of this, you know, found by the Scottish Center for Crime and Justice Research were campaigns to deter young people from becoming online fraudsters and, you know, another campaign that tried to influence how people should properly light a candle. Interesting. Um, While targeted advertising is common across businesses, one researcher argues that the government using it to drive behavioral change could create a perfect feedback loop. So, so something I didn't know was that the British government under under David Cameron had a behavioral insight team, or what they they called a nudge unit, which helped look for ways to. You know, help people pay for you know their car taxes or encourage people to buy loft insulation you know uh, really get British citizens to modify their behavior uh, one arm of the program which is the anti-radicalization program involves traditional what they call knock and talk visits where officers make a home visit to talk with a young person's parents um, and attempt to steer them uh, you know that troubled youth down a different life path. The danger, the author writes, is the the combination of the marketing data uh, you get from Google or Facebook and all the data that the British government collects on its own people. That is what I would consider a target audience analysis. Uh, With all the big data that a government could potentially get its hands on, uh, it could paint a very accurate picture of an individual and I assume start a slow behavior modification process by altering and customizing the information that gets in front of that individual. Now, while it's probably a good thing for, you know, government to achieve goals like, you know, reducing house fires or, you know, know, preventing cybercrime, stuff like that, they warn that the rise of influence government could cause harm. this was extremely interesting to me, this article, and it's something that I have an interest in with uh, you know, the, the studies I'm doing here at Virginia Tech. So this behavioral insight team is something I, I had never heard about before, um, and we'll be curious to find out uh, about this a little more. Finally, in the world of tech, and on a similar line of thinking as the two previous articles, Uh, Facebook and Ray-Ban have teamed up to create a $300 pair of smart glasses. Uh, The glasses have two front-facing cameras for capturing video and photos. They will sync with your camera roll app, and you can take photos and videos either by touching the sides of your glasses or or hands-free saying, you know, hey, Facebook, take a video. Uh, Now, these are not augmented reality glasses, but they are, you know, what I'd say a step in that direction. 
if you remember several years ago, Google came out with the Google Glass, which uh, was an odd looking pair of glasses that had a computer on it, but it did give you, you know, augmented reality. These glasses look more like a typical pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses with, with two tiny holes in the corners where the cameras are located. Uh, you charge them by, by putting them in the sunglasses case and Facebook says the battery will last up to about six hours of intermittent use. The author of the article gave them a try and says uh, they feel like a normal pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses and they're re- yeah, I'd say they're relatively affordable uh, starting at $299 and up up to, you know, somewhere around $379. In addition to Google Glass, uh, Snapchat also had a pair of photo-taking sunglasses a couple of years back. Um, Those glasses received some press, but they also kind of faded away. Uh, One reason potentially be, you know, could be because they were, you know, like bright yellow and and absolutely hideous looking. these, on the other hand, look really just like a regular pair of sunglasses anyone would be wearing at the beach. Um, the question is, with all the, the media coverage of people you know, disagreeing with Facebook's privacy policies, uh, you know, will consumers be comfortable buying a pair of sunglasses and, and having Facebook on their face? There's probably a lot of people that would like to be able to rapidly take pictures and videos by, by touching their glasses not having to pull out, you know, pull out their phone. Uh, but do they want it so badly that they will conveniently forget about Facebook's privacy issues? So, don't know. Um, I'll be honest, I, I kind of like them, but uh, won't get them just yet. I'll, I'll wait a little longer and, and kind of see how they, how they work out before dropping $300 on a pair. So, that's a wrap for number 15. I will... I will try and get back into the routine for this year. If you have any comments or questions for me, just go to comstrategy.co and shoot me a note. Thank you again for listening. I'm Mike Nicholson, and I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening to The Communication Strategist. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to receive your podcasts. You can find the show notes for this episode and more at www.comstrategy.co.